think what I would want to get out of this is like justice for all like the people who have been like been through police brutality or who have been killed by police because um I mean it's just not great. Throw out homework, worksheets, ominous buildings, hall passes, herds of students, grades, all of it. What would you build? If you start with the amazing thing that is a young person, how would you honor all of their strengths and abilities? How would you remember that this is about them? If Dewey was right, and education is not preparation for life, education is life itself. We need to do more than rebuild school. We need to rethink living. Welcome to the Education is Life podcast, where we are having honest discussions on the state of education, where it is, where it can be, and all of the stories in between. Welcome back to Education is Life. I'm here with Michael, who is a current Greenfields Griffin. He's of the Explorer level, which uh, is uh, equates roughly to middle school. Michael, welcome to Education is Life. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Michael. I I go to uh, Greenfields. I am. I like to do art, like uh, a lot of different styles of art. I also am into uh, 3D modeling and um, history and like specifically like black history. Uh, so I'm in, I'm into a lot of stuff, uh, but lately it's been black history. And so, yeah. So an interesting time to uh, be growing up to say the least. Uh, we are currently in the middle of a pandemic uh, with COVID-19 and we are in the middle of, at least in Chicago, uh, both peaceful and not peaceful protests uh, from people of color Uh, and supporters around uh, police brutality and uh, all of the things that kind of surround racism in our society. Uh, Just so everyone, to give a time frame where we are. Uh, So Michael, you are currently doing school from home because you can't go to school. Um, You're relatively well quarantined and not being able to go places. But I understand you have been able to get out and show your support for some of the uh, protests that are going on. Uh, yeah, um, uh, like on Monday, there's a, uh, there's a protest, I forget exactly where, but there's a protest in Chicago that I went, and, um, it seemed very, very peaceful, and I, I wanted to, like, contribute to it, because I feel like, I, I mean, I care about this subject, and, like, I think it's important for, um, for, like, us to, like, know about it and i think that protesting like peaceful protesting is a really good way to do that to get attention from the media uh so yeah um i've been wanting to uh contribute to like the black lives matter movement for a while and i just haven't really like gotten the chance to (laughs) so uh it was sort of nice to uh like go and hang out at the uh, protest and like just contribute so what what got you interested in black lives matter oh i mean i think racism is a really bad thing both racism and police brutality and all these things are super important and um i don't know i just think it's very important that like even though i'm a i'm a white kid in like a very very nice like town i why should i not care about these people it's like i want to contribute and i want to like sort of make a difference in a way that i that like i would actually be able to do so um like i guess what got me interested is just like 
I've seen so much racism, so much hate, and like so much police brutality. It's like, well, when is this going to end? And what can I learn and do to basically stop it? Even though I'm one person, I want to figure something out or like do something that could help contribute to like solve the problem. And so what, what have you done to learn more about the problems of racism and police brutality uh, and learn more yourself about some what other people's circumstances are rather than quite honestly at an age where a lot of people can't think much beyond themselves? Um, well, uh, so last session we were doing a white paper and uh, I did police brutality as my... Uh, as my paper. Uh, and so I did a ton of research on like police brutality about like the fact that like almost even though uh, like more white people are getting killed, there are less black people in like this country. So it's kind of like like black people and Hispanic people in this country. And yet they are still getting killed like the the majority, like a lot more. So it's like um I, I just like during that uh, white paper, I did a ton of research on like just like where is the most dangerous places, like where the most shootings uh, from like and police brutality and stuff. And I also like, yeah, I just learned a lot uh, by and I got really interested by doing the uh, white paper. How did you do the research for your white paper? Where did you get the information from? Um, I mean, Mainly websites, but like fact checked. Uh, I also did research on like police reports and stuff. So I didn't, I mean, I didn't go like directly to the cops and be like, give me your papers. (laughs) (laughs) But like I did research and I know like it sounds like kind of like, oh, I, I use the internet to like, (laughs) and I learned all these conspiracies, like the earth is flat. Uh, I went on on Snapchat and I got Yeah, I went on Snapchat and I learned all of the stuff and it was epic (laughs) but (laughs) um, I I did some actual like reviewing of the people who like did or who uh, made the uh, like published pieces or like just the facts Um, and I also like went into like a little bit of research on my own so yeah, I mean it was a lot of it was it was a lot of work, but I uh, it was mainly the internet, but the the like the real internet, and not the uh, not the sort of fake stuff. So you use your use some some understanding of what qualified resources are, and making sure that the stuff that you got wasn't just someone's random opinion. It was a uh, yeah. Yeah, I tried to make it so that it wouldn't I was I was trying to find things that would not that are like non-bias that are just stating facts because I know that a lot of things on the internet are like basically just biases from like each other and like people sharing what their opinion is on a topic instead of like actually doing the like looking at the facts and like trying to use that to like answer the question or to like basically tell people what's happening. Cause I think that's way more important, even though sharing your opinion can also be important and it can help people like to sort of change their mind. I think facts really help. And I tried to make it so that I wasn't that biased, like towards like a certain person, but like it was still biased in a way that 
there were facts to like back it up. Yeah. And in your research, have you come across um, different types of biases that people have, whether they even know them or not? Yes, I guess. Um, it's. <laughs> I mean, like everyone has a bias and even if they don't know it, it's probably true. So like, let's say some white dude, he's like, oh, I prefer to be with uh, like white people. That's like, that's sort of a bias, I guess. I mean, it's like, it's like, oh, I like these Cheetos, but I don't like these Cheetos. It's like, it's like kind of like you got to sort of, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it, but like, yes, there are biases basically everywhere. Yeah. You know, we, we develop uh, our leanings over our life. And if we don't take the time to sit down and kind of evaluate why we feel that way or what it is that we're doing, um, that kind of implicit bias uh, or societal bias kind of gets stuck in there. Yeah. It's it's kind of like um, your parents sort of shape you in a way, basically like you sort of learn what they think. And then that sort of like turns into like, and people can change. Like I know like a ton of people have changed, but that's sort of like the basis of like your biases is you sort of learn them from your parents at like a very young age. Like that's sort of what happened to me. Like I don't, because like my parents are like very like they they sort of love everyone in a way, um, and so like I was raised to think that to like love everyone and like that everyone is equal. Whereas if I were to be born in some other like uh, family who think that either white people are like the best or that black people are the best or that really anyone is the best, like I would think that. So it's kind of like depending on who you live with at a young age, your bias or opinion towards others or just certain things will change because of what they think and you want to agree with them. Yeah. And uh, as you get older, that ends up becoming your peer group too. The people you choose to hang out with have a disproportionate impact on, on your beliefs and stuff. So you need to, you need to choose the people you're around wisely. Yeah. Um, and did I see you also just finished a, a, a deep book? Yeah, I did. Um, it was the autobiography of Malcolm X. Uh, very uh, exciting book. I enjoyed it very much. Um, I mean, I think I enjoyed it because it was real and like not some fake sort of story. Uh, I think. So if you like what you're hearing or you don't and you want to come on and talk about it, Go ahead and visit uh, greenfieldsacademy.com and, uh, and let us know that you want to be on the podcast and you, you want your opinion to be heard. I'd love to hear from you. It was really interesting to like hear because I didn't really know who Malcolm X was, which is kind of sad because he did. He was like a really great person, um, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it was just a really interesting book to like read because like you sort of got an understanding of who this person was and what they did in like their entire life i mean like i feel bad for that guy because like his house burned down like three times yeah (laughs) well like two and then like and then his dad got like murdered it was like yeah not just it was insane yeah his house didn't just burn down somebody burned his house down three times yeah it was it was it was insane because like the KKK like hated his dad. They're like, you know what? 
we're just going to burn down your house because that's what we do. And then like a couple of years later, they're like, all right, you know what? We're just going to run you over with the train. And it was like, really? And then like the funniest thing is it was like considered a suicide. Like they were like, oh, well, you're not going to get the insurance for this. We're just going to claim it's a suicide because <laughs> because we're not going to give you the money. Yeah, and it, you know, that's, that's kind of the problem with systemic racism is it's not just about people. It's about the, the systems that they are at the helm of. Yeah. And, you know, a similar thing happened with George Floyd, right? The, the official autopsy listed his, uh, did not list his fixation as cause of death. Yeah. It, because it was, the person lied. <laughs> she like, they lied about like him being intoxicated you're like, oh, well, he may have died from being intoxicated, so maybe he didn't get murdered. Yeah, well, it, I, they, she didn't even say, if I remember correctly, and I suggest our audience go and read the read it for themselves, but I didn't say that he had intoxicants in his system. said could have been, uh, intoxicants in his system could have been a contributing factor but there, she didn't say there was no evidence because there was yeah. no evidence of any yeah. the system. <clears throat> I mean, so, so that, that kind of, you know, the George Floyd uh, tragedy murder uh, is what sparked the protests that are going on right now throughout the country around the world, even, and mm-hmm. uh, definitely in Chicago. And so when, how did you decide that you wanted to go and attend a protest? Uh, well, my parents like were very nervous because of COVID, uh, and like the fact that I would that I might have gone like sick if I went. Uh, uh, they said that they would that like if there wasn't like COVID nineteen, they would probably be more into like letting me go. Uh, I think they were also just worried because um, because of like the fact that there are riots and like it can get really dangerous like depending on like just one single thing like oh if someone like it's like it's like oh if this one thing happens then it all goes crazy and then basically there's a riot so it's like just like even the smallest thing can cause like the biggest it's like the smallest thing can cause the biggest thing yeah, I know. The, when, you, when you get people with that much emotion um, and they get all worked up, there's always a chance that something more violent is going to happen and it won't yeah. just be peaceful. And I, you know, sending, a, sending your relatively young child on their own to go to a protest like that, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, and um, a 12-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, they decided to let you go. Yeah, they they went with me though, but uh, we hung out there for a little bit. It was really it was really peaceful and nice. Uh, yeah, I mean it was it was it was a pretty good experience. There was this one lady who was being really obnoxious and yelling out of like this window out of like the third story building. It was really dumb, and like she wasn't even like she wasn't even saying like yeah. She was just like. It was it was really dumb and obnoxious and kind of stupid. Um, so yeah, did you, but did you, what, what did you think of your first protest? 
Uh, I thought it was really nice. I know that not all protests are going to be like that. I mean, of course, there's always going to be that one person or that one thing that's going to happen. But I feel like for a first protest, it was really nice. And like, it just, it seemed really well, like it was like really well coordinated. And like, the cops were like being peaceful and like everyone was being peaceful. And it it was like a good experience all around for me. Um, Yeah, I'm almost like basically 99.9% of the people were, were wearing masks, which is really nice because then... I is my parents are less worried about me getting sick. I mean, I wore a mask too because obviously, but um, it was really nice that uh, everyone did that. So and that people were considerate. So, so if you were uh, talking to your friends, how would you explain what what happens at a protest? I mean, I wouldn't. I feel like almost everyone would know what a protest is by now, except for like the smaller children, because like we can't really reveal what's happening to them or else they're going to like get really, it it could like get really bad. Like, um, like my, uh, my uh, neighbor, uh, like they went on a trip over in Chicago, like, uh, like during one of the protests and like their son was like, why is there a, uh, why are there all these people and like and then like uh their mom revealed that like someone that they were doing it because someone was killed and then he thought that someone actually died over there and so it just got really it was like really messed up and kind of sad so like uh yeah but i mean i guess if i were to have to like basically explain what a protest is or like what that was it was like I mean, a protest is sort of like just when people are upset, they feel like they need to make a stance or to make some sort of like thing that will like, I mean, a protest is sort of just like a loud disagreement, like a group of people who are disagreeing and like sort of, I guess, like sort of making a difference by like saying stuff, but like in a big group, I don't really know how exactly to explain what a protest is because I'm not, I'm probably not the person who should be <laughs> explaining what a protest is, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so were there, were there speakers there? Yeah, there were speakers, but these annoying, these annoying helicopter, like news people are literally like just going back and forth. Like it was really dumb, but yeah, there were speakers. I couldn't hear a single thing they were saying because, of course, the uh, the stupid uh, helicopters were um were like just going like back and forth. But um, yeah, there were speakers. Uh, yeah. What, what do you hope comes out of these protests? I hope I hope that um, I mean justice. For like not not just George Floyd because there's already like they've all been convicted and like are going to jail like the four uh, police officers like who were like uh, in that whole situation um, but like kind of like justice for all because just because stuff isn't recorded on video doesn't mean that like because like this protest wouldn't even have happened if like there was no video footage of this. I think what I would want to get out of this is like justice for all like the people who have been like, who has like 
been through police brutality or who have been killed by police because, um, I mean, it's just not great. And, uh, <laughs> like, it's just, if they're, like, people have, like, I don't know. People just don't really, like, cops don't really get convicted for, like, doing stuff like this. It's like, sure, people will, like, file, like, complaints, but it's not going to do anything. It's only when there's, like, real evidence that, like, they're actually going to do something. And, like, sure, the people got convicted, like, super fast, but, like... Just to, just to be clear, they have not been conv- convicted. They were really? arrested. They, they oh. were arrested. They haven't, they haven't been through trial. Yeah, so it's a tra- tragic, tragic times. Um, so, you know, this kind of confluence of you doing your white paper at school and doing your deep book and the protests all happen at the same time seem like it's almost a, an immersive type experience. Has it informed any of your art or anything else at this point? Uh, I don't know, uh, totally. I mean, it was funny because I literally finished a white paper on police. Like, it's just ironic because like I finished, like I finished this like white paper on police brutality and like the solutions. And then literally like a couple weeks later, a guy gets like killed because the stupid cop puts his knee on his neck. It's like, come on. (laughs) I, it's just really dumb. Yeah. Well, hopefully a change will come out of this. Uh, That's uh, been something that's been a problem in our society for a very long time. And uh, finding a way, finding a way to get out. Where, where, do, where do you go? Where do you go from here? Are you going to do more protests? Are there other things that you're going to do? Um, I'm hoping to like, I don't know, start like a short little documentary on this entire thing. Because uh, I think I, I've been wanting to do like some sort of documentary on like police brutality, or just like black lives and like, what their lives are, and like how, how they basically live their lives. Um, I think I think it's really interesting. So I might want to like do some sort of like uh, documentary on the like on police brutality and also like the protests that are happening right now. Like maybe even get some interviews in with some like people. Uh, but yeah, yeah that'd be I, awesome. You feel, feel free to if you want, you can use the uh, recording stuff that we have at school to yeah. take out on the street and talk to people. Yeah, um, but I. I think I'm, I'm planning to like do, I'm planning to do something about this (laughs) because like I care about this and I care about the people who are like experiencing this. And I care about the fact that racism should not exist anymore. I think, I think that I'm going to do, I'm going to do something because I care about this subject and I care about these people. Well, I am uh, proud that you uh, you you feel as though you can make a change. You want to make a change, and you are doing something about it. I think that's just a uh, fantastic and uh, something that everybody can learn from. And okay. you know, the name of the podcast is "Education Is Life," and the idea is that like everything you are going through, you are learning from. And the idea that learning is this other thing that's supposed to happen at school with books or whatever. 
Uh, it just isn't the way that learning happens. Like the same way you're talking about how people can learn racism from their parents or their approach to other people from their parents. In many cases, it's not that their parents taught them anything, but it's what they witnessed. It's what they saw. It's what they yeah. took in. And yeah. that's so much education is so much bigger than what people are taught. It is their life. And that's why, you know, one of the things at Greenfields we try to do is really open up the doors and get outside and look, look for all the things about life and help you get the tools you need to, to dive into whatever it is. And uh, the fact you've dove into a, a black history culture and racial matters and police brutality, I think is a, is fantastic. And I'm, I'm just super excited that you're, uh, that you're, t- you're taking this on and that you're sharing your experiences with all of us. Yeah. I, I think Greenfields actually has really helped me uh, with like sort of exploring my passions and like my beliefs in certain things. So like, I think Greenfields is a really great place and I'm really glad I was able to like, that I am able to be here because it's like, it's a really great experience and I enjoy it. And I think that I'm really able to explore my passions like a lot more here than I would be at a public school. So I'd like to thank you for letting me uh, come to Greenfields because it's a really great place. I appreciate that. All, all we can do is uh, create the environment for you to, uh, to, for you to thrive and become more you. And I'm glad that that's what's happening. And the questions that you're asking yourself now about uh, who am I and what matters to me, I think are some of the biggest questions that we need to be wrestling with. And uh, so we try to make space for that. And we're not too wed to how people answer those. We want them to answer them and be the people they can be, but choose to be who they want to be, not just accidentally become something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, Michael, I appreciate your time today. Um, Mm -hmm. If you had any advice to give to uh, other people your age out there in this time, what what would it be? Just think about others. (laughs) Like, I mean... It's sort of the main thing, like, just think about others and, like, what they're going through. I think that's, like, the most important thing to me. So. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. Yep, thank you. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and tune in next time for a fresh new episode of Education is Life.